Welcome to Arch Rivals Football. Here is your starting lineup. Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Salads. Number 94, Alex the Bearman Alcazaz. Number 24, Ricky Litwinkowicz. This show is sponsored by Raz Energy, DreamController.com, and Steiner Sports. Arch Rivals Football is a Pain Train Pipe Bomb production. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? This is a special show for Arch Rivals on a Monday because we have some changes going on with my schedule. So, but for those who don't know me, I am Don in the Playmaker Silence. I will be hosting the Cuss Football section of Arch Rivals today. And along with me is my partner in crime, Bear Man of Texas, Alex Agassi. What's going on, my brother? Hey, how you doing, Playmaker? I'm ready to talk some college football, son. Hey, we are four weeks into the college football season. Like yeah. Michael Irvin said on uh, first take, we have information now. We have some good mm-hmm. information now. And with that being said, let's start with some news and notes and takeaways from week four. I'll let you go first. Your takeaways from week four of college football. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, and this is what I love about college football playmaker, the surprising and yet some shocking results. And speaking of a couple of shocking results, well, 62-0 for the University of Georgia against Vanderbilt University, and we'll get to that. Baylor beating Iowa State. Arkansas t- beating Texas A&M. Wanting to go on? And, you know, of course, we ha- we can't ignore Notre Dame and Wisconsin in that game, Darnell. It is a game that it just cannot be ignored. It has to be covered. Yeah, we're going to cover that. Shout out to Michelle for joining the chat. Steve Waldman, what's going on? Lynn's in the chat. Lynn Ricky doesn't do college football. It's just me and Bearman. So that's 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 where that is. But he's in the background <laughs> producing the show, so he's he's back there. Yeah, hey, he he can see the comments as well. So, but let me tell y'all, the Notre Dame Wisconsin game. Don't let the final score fool you. That game was close into the fourth quarter, and then Notre Dame pulled away. Oh, the way boy. they did, thirty-one points, Darnell. They outscored. Wisconsin 31 to 3 in the fourth quarter. And this game was at Soldier Field. I believe the game was supposed to take place last year at Lambeau, but of course the worldwide bastard had to ruin it. But you know what? We finally got it, and this is the result we, we saw. I mean I gotta say, um I know how to pick them, don't I? I know how to pick the games, don't I? Yeah. I mean, you are like, you're, certi- you're a certified college football expert as well as being a certified basketball expert, my friend. I mean the games that I put on these slates be right on. Now, there is shout out to Baylor because I because my this this last week slate was about the Big Twelve. Baylor taking down Iowa State, good win. Texas dominating Texas Tech. I gotta give them Texas that they dominated that game. Oklahoma squeaked by West Virginia. I hope. Missy's doing all right because this is this, this, this is I'm worried about the Sooners. They might they might get caught one of these weeks the way they've been playing on offense. I'm just saying. Oh. SMU took down TCU. 
I mean, Speaking of Oklahoma, I, there was actually a story that OU fans were chanting and calling for the backup quarterback. Like, were they they wanted Spencer Rattle to be benched? Oklahoma is known for putting up points. They're not putting up points. They didn't put up points against West Virginia. As a matter of fact, you know, even though they won, I mean, this game is, is certainly a cause for concern because in the case of the Big 12, at this point in college football, after four weeks – this is where the games get even harder. I mean, there's no more non-conference play. This is now Big 12 play the rest of the way. It's That's not gonna, It's not an easy road from there, folks. But the Big 12 do still has Oklahoma. You have an undefeated Baylor. Iowa State, they fell off, but you still got Texas. Unfortunately for a different conference, the ACC. Has the ACC chances of making the playoffs went up in smokes last week? Clemson losing oh, yeah. to NC State. Georgia Tech knocking off U- UNC. Does the ACC even have a chance now of making the playoffs? Uh, probably not. I mean, Clemson, you know, it, it just has not been a pleasant year for Clemson. You know, that opening loss to, to Georgia at home, 10-3. to And then they have that win against South Carolina. Excuse me, South Carolina State. And then struggle against Georgia Tech, and now they lose to the North Carolina State Wolfpack, not the NWO Wolfpack. You want to tell you how bad it is for the ACC? It's embarrassing. Wake Forest is the lone unbeaten team in that conference. Wake Forest Demon Deacons are the lone unbeaten in the ACC. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is right now. It's like I said, it's humiliating. Ah, Big 12, they look good. Like I said, they still got Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas. Oh, the Big 12 still have a chance. I'm going to say this right here. Uh, I believe, you know I'm an, AC, I'm an SEC guy, but I believe the Big 10 is the best conference in college football right now. It's definitely the most exciting. Michigan State 4-0. Maryland 4-0, Michigan 4-0, Penn State 4-0, Iowa 4-0. That's five, that's about five teams that is named that's 4-0 in the Big Ten. And what's interesting is that Ohio State is, is not one of those who's undefeated. No, they 3-1. Mm-hmm. Purdue, 3-1. Workers 3-1 because they just lost to Michigan in a battle of unbeatens. And that was a good game. It's just really uh, difficult seeing Wisconsin like this. I mean, you know, there was a time, you know, not long ago, Wisconsin was one of the best teams in college football. Uh, well, they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you have no quarterback, well, forget about it. I mean, I say the SEC is second on the list, but you already know. Alabama, best team in the country right now. Right behind them is Georgia. Mm-hmm. Then you have Arkansas, who's ranked eighth all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Florida's ranked 10. There's actually something interesting about that win, and I'll get to that in a second. That was a big one over Texas and now. Ole Miss, they ranked 12, and they unbeaten going into a big game that we're going to get into later on. Auburn, that one loss to Penn State, they are ranked in the top 25. Texas and now coming off that loss to Arkansas, still ranked in the top 25. I mean, it's a bit 10 ACC showdown, and then, but, but the Pratt 12 would not go away quietly. Oregon, sure. undefeated, ranked third in the country. Oregon State, three and one. 
Arkansas State three and one, UCLA three and one. I'll get to them two later on because they have a big game coming up. Speaking of Ar- of the Arkansas and A and M game, Arkansas's twenty to ten went over Texas A and M, which by the way took place at ATT Stadium. They've actually been doing that for almost ten years now. It was their first win over A and M since twenty eleven. And I was at that game back in 2011 when AM had that 35 17 lead at halftime and squandered it, losing 42 to 38. So, right now, the ACC is doomed. Like I said, Wake Forest is the long unbeaten, though. And Wake Forest is 4 0, and guess who's 0 and 4? Florida State. That, that, that's got to make you happy. <laughs> I feel bad for Florida State. Okay, maybe they can't. They can't buy a win. They can't buy a win. It 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 amazes me. But you know, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Still, have a lot of football to be played. The college football power power rankings ain't even out yet, so we still got to wait on that. And that should be coming out within the next four weeks or so. Can't wait to see those rankings right around the time Florida and Georgia get together. Like I said, it's, it only gets better. And speaking of rankings, you know, Oklahoma barely beating West Virginia. Oklahoma, I believe, went from number four, dropping down only two spots. Yep, Oklahoma dropped. The struggles is real. The struggles are costing Oklahoma right now. And not only that, you know, uh, Texas, I think Texas A&M actually, uh, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, they, yeah, they dropped. Uh, what were they ranked? They're ranked 15th now. I, I, weren't they number seven last week? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, you, you see, you, know. you see, this is what a loss, and you know, and a hard, and when you barely win, then you lose a game. I mean, it's just how the rankings are just affected. I mean, these rankings in college football, I mean, they take them very seriously. Yeah, they were seven. They were ranked seven. Arkansas was ranked sixteenth. Okay. okay, thanks for clarifying. I want to make sure. Yeah. Yep. That's that's that is that. And uh, Notre Dame, they rank number nine, but they have another test on their hands because uh. If we can throw up the top five group of five for week five. Oh, yes. Cincinnati. Woo. How about them Bearcats? You know, you know for since in Cincinnati's case, you know, the seeing them ranked number seven is just it's it's amazing. And in their case, I mean, this is their first challenge of the season. It is, but <laughs> as you can see, no changes. You know why? Everybody did their job. Yeah, everybody did their job from Cincinnati all the way down to San Diego State. Everybody did their job. Shout out to Cincinnati, staying unbeaten. BYU still unbeaten. They just keep beating known teams left and right. They just keep beating known teams left and right. You know, uh, Coastal Carolina. All they do is win, like DJ Cali. Fresno State had a big win. San Diego State had a good, nice win. So. My top five rankings for the group of five still stay the same, but that could change because uh, this night has a big game coming up. As you can see, the slate for this week, and uh, we're gonna take our time on this because this is a big one. We spoke about the, we spoke about the Big Ten being the best conference in football, right? Yes, sir. Two undefeated teams. Number five, Iowa, going to Maryland take on the third Friday night to begin the month of October. We get Big Ten action. A Big Ten action is fun. You think Maryland has a chance? Against Iowa? Well, the fact that Maryland's playing at home, that already intensifies the pressure, which is incredibly heavy. But no, I, you know, 
Iowa. I, I don't expect Iowa to have any problems. I mean, Maryland, now Maryland is good because, like, like you said, but at this point, like I said, this is the point of the season now where things change to where we say the fun and games are over. It's now time to be serious. And Iowa's very serious. So Iowa's going to prove a point. So I think they're, they're going to destroy Maryland. Hey, Maryland got a good win. They defeated West Virginia. That was a good game. Maryland like to score points. Problem is, Iowa, Iowa don't like giving up points. Yeah. As, as Iowa State, <laughs> they don't want to give up points. They refuse to give up points. They do. So that's going to be interesting, a battle of strength, Maryland's offense versus Iowa's defense. And then we get to Saturday slate. First game off the board, we talking number eight versus number two. The Razorbacks going to Athens, Georgia to take on them Bulldogs. Oh, boy. You know, this, is, this is my point again. The fun and games are over, except these are the games that are very interesting. But this is where things are more serious now. Number eight versus number two. Arkansas Vegas. and Georgia. You see the rankings, but Vegas is not believing in Arkansas. They have a 13% chance of winning this game. 13. And they're ranked eighth in the country. What would, what would, be, what would be their reason for them not having any faith in Arkansas? You've you seen Arkansas beat up on Texas. You've seen Arkansas beat Texas and you And they looked at it like, oh, no, y'all playing Georgia. <laughs> and is that Georgia? Nah, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not buying yet. They're not buying. They're not buying Arkansas Razorbacks. I don't kind of blame them because, you know, Georgia do got a hell of a defense. Georgia's a pretty loaded team. I mean, they are tough. I know you mentioned they beat Vanderbilt 62 nothing, but it's, it's Vanderbilt. I mean. Is anything good in Vanderbilt? Not really. Well, you know, here's something interesting. It's actually, that was Georgia's second largest SEC win. And back in 1942, Georgia beat the Florida Gators 75-0. to Good thing I wasn't born around that time. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but, uh, Mr. Bearman. Yes, sir. I believe that second game that's at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the second is a very interesting one for you. We talk about Texas versus TCU. Texas Longhorns at the Horn Frogs. Texas coming off beating up on Texas Tech and TCU coming off a loss against SMU. The battle for Texas continues. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately for TCU, it's the second year in a row that they've lost to SMU. After because you know from 2012 to 2018, TCU dominated that rivalry. Hell of a game, by the way. Hell of a game, though. Hell of a game, yeah. And you know, and you know, and TCU. I mean, uh, all that hype, you know, coming into the season. You know, maybe maybe they're just not as good as we thought, or maybe maybe it's a bad year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But this TCU and Texas rivalry is interesting because I'm looking at my notes, and since 2014, TCU has dominated, and right now. I, I can't say for sure that Texas looks as the better team because this rivalry, anything could happen. But this rivalry being in Fort Worth, it's going to be really tough. I mean, Texas hasn't beaten TCU in Fort Worth since 2013. So this game's interesting. Very early game. There's a big one in the Big 12, that's for sure. I mean, Texas has to be probably the – I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I saw Texas is probably the, is the favorite, obviously. You know, Texas just beat up on Texas Tech, you know, beating Texas Tech for the fourth year in a row, so – now, as you see a graphic, there was a mistake on the graphic that should be ninth ranked Notre Dame hosting seven ranked Cincinnati. 
Big matter of fact, this is the game of the week. This is the I know I know most people are gonna look at that 330 game right below it and wanna run about it again because that is Lane Kevin versus Nick Saban. But game of the week, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. You have a group of five team from the American Conference traveling to South Bend to take on an independent team who is widely known for success through the years of college football. This is going to be an interesting one. Can Cincinnati take down a giant in Notre Dame? And can Notre Dame avoid the one loss that they need to avoid in that Cincinnati? This is a game that's going to speak for itself, Playmaker. It's a game that really I can't make a straight prediction because anything can happen. In, in college football, Darnell, in these scenarios, when it's a game that anything could go either way, it's hard to make a straight prediction because you can't back it up. I mean, in Cincinnati's case, if they do beat Notre Dame, Cincinnati proves that they are for real. And if Notre um, Dame loses, that probably shows maybe Notre Dame isn't as tough as we think they are. If you're a Power 5 conference, are you a Power 5 team? Are you rooting for Notre Dame in this one? I'm not because, no, because nobody wants to see Cincinnati or a group of five team in the mix for a playoff berth. In my case, in these particular games, same thing with Arkansas and Georgia. I'm not rooting for anybody in particular. All I want in terms of journalism is a good game because a good game like that, in these kind of in these very hyped up games, it creates a story. It gives us talking points. So at the end of the day, that's why all I want is a hell of a game so we can talk about it like we are doing now. Know what I'm saying? All right. 3.30, the CBS game of the week. Number 12, Old Miss. Lane Kiffin at the helm. Taking on the, that number one team in all the land. They're reigning defending champs. Alabama head by you-know-who, Nick Saban. Kiffin gets his first shot at Saban. Well, Alabama and Ole Miss. Well, there's something very classic. First meeting between these two schools, October 27th, 1894. And last time these two met, which was last year, October 10th, Alabama scored 63 points on Ole Miss. And looking at these overall results. That was at Ole Miss, by the way. It was at Ole Miss. So Ole Miss is pretty pissed off about it. And back in 2015, Ole Miss actually beat Alabama 43-37. to Ole Miss was ranked number 15, Alabama number two. So it was one of those hyped up games. I want to see what Lane Kiffin's offensive game plan is going to be against the Tides defense. That's all I want to see. I mean, the fact that he's taking on Nick Saban, as you mentioned, for the first time, I mean, well, Nick Saban's a tough coach to beat. Former, former coordinators for Nick Saban haven't failed too well against Bama. Can Lane Kiffin be that all ball that finds success against his former mentor? Well, it all remains to be seen. Sticking with the ACC, my Gators coming off a nice win over rival Tennessee. Some people don't see us a rival, but it's a rival because we, it's a rival. It's a rival. It's a rivalry, but we you still see us dominating Tennessee. It's a rivalry that thing. started in 1960. I mean, if if these schools have history dating back, you know, at least you know a, a century, that's a rivalry. We go from one rivalry at home to a rivalry on the road. We taking on undefeated Kentucky. 6 p.m. ESPN. First road test for my Gators. We shall see how we look on the road. Emory Johnson has been playing better since the Alabama game. He looked good in Alabama. He played good against Tennessee. 
Now we have to take that and we have to go to the road against Kentucky. Another team that we usually dominate, but they looking for a big win. Because a couple of games during this stretch, they they blown it. They I would say we haven't won it. They had they just blown it and we took advantage of it. It's really interesting. Both, you know, Kentucky undefeated, same thing with Florida, but Kentucky's not even ranked. I'm I'm sorry, uh, I mean Florida had that sole loss, but uh you know, you know, and Florida comes in at number ten. While Kentucky, the undefeated team, is you know not ranked, but competition well, matters. Competition, competition matters. matters, yeah. But I have to go with your Gators. I think your Gators take care of business. But I wouldn't count out Kentucky. And by that, I mean like don't expect Kentucky to just let the Gators roll roll, roll on, ter- on their turf and just and just let them humiliate them just like that. We're gonna see if March too can finally get one. Can get another of the Gators. They won. They got one in Florida a couple of years ago. I remember that game. But can he win one at home? Because he hasn't won one over Florida at home in who knows how long. Well, and, if he does, then, you know, like that. But, you know, Florida being as tough as they are right now, I mean, I can't see Florida losing this game. I really can't. Going back to the Big 12, Bear, man, your, your country. My country? Number, number 21, Baylor, undefeated. At number 19, Oklahoma State, also undefeated. 7 p.m. ESPN, too. Battle of unbeaten in the Big 12. We know how these goes. Oh, man. Another one. Like, it could be a blowout from one end. It could be a blowout from the other end. Or it could be a game that's just low score, just hot-fought defense, defense, defense. But I I really see this game kind of being a bit bit of a shootout. But at the same time, it's going to be an effort. And, of course, you know, because it's going to be in – what the name of the city? It's Stillwater, Stillwater. Stillwater, Oklahoma. I almost said Norman. No, that's where OU is. Stillwater. And oh, obviously, the Oklahoma State Cowboys are favored by four. But I feel like this game, it's its going to be decided in the fourth quarter. I want to know what the over-under is because I want to know I want to know if people should take the under over. Baylor's one, besides West Virginia, Baylor's the only team that I know that actually plays defense on the Big 12. Oklahoma State this season hasn't had much of a challenge. They beat Missouri State 23-16, and, you know, they've had these close wins against, you know, Missouri State, Tulsa, and Boise State. They beat Boise State by one point, and they beat Kansas State last week by 11 points. Basically, Oklahoma State hasn't been challenged, and and they've had these, you know, playing these lower teams and, you know, barely surviving. Baylor, on the other hand, you know, Baylor just beat Iowa State, so – Baylor's coming in with some hype and some uh, motivation. We're talking about yeah. rank. We're talking about a rank Iowa State that was ranked 14th yeah. at the time. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And, and and that's that's something you don't just you're not just handed to. You have to earn that win. And Baylor did earn that win. So that's why I think Baylor is perfectly capable of pulling off the upset. But like I said, we just have to wait and see because this is another one of those games. It could go either way. The final game on the slate. Pat 12 country. Going out west, Arizona State, Herm Edwards, all right, 13 rank UCLA, led by Chip Kelly, Pasadena, California. Oof. Hey, I mean, we talking about two teams, three and one, battle for the South for the Pac-12. Thank you. Bear man. So, by the way, we just got word that 
is Baylor minus four. So Baylor's the favorite over Oklahoma State, which is quite interesting because the home team is, from what I heard, home team gets three points at home because they home. Yeah, exactly. But Pat 12 South, Arizona State, UCLA. Herm Edwards, Chip Kelly. Well, Arizona State's actually on top of the Pac-12 South. And Lou, who's right behind them? UCLA. Both of them three and one. I think both of them lose to BYU. Well, in UCLA's case, um, on September 18th, they lost to Fresno State at oh, home. Fresno State at home. So yeah. both of these have a group of five teams that's on my list that beat them. You know what? I want to see which team can bounce back. Now, UCLA is a four-point favorite. What's the over-under in that game? Because I got a feeling there's going to be some points thrown on the board here. 56. Mm. I can see the over. 56, I can see it over. Because I can see both teams scoring 28 with, with no problem. Oh, for sure. I can see them scoring 28 with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> You know, because Arizona State uh, this season, you know, in three of their games, they, they've scored at least 35 points in three of their games. I mean, the only one they haven't scored that many points is, is in their uh, 27-17 loss to BYU. So Arizona State, even though despite that loss, Arizona State is still a worthy opponent for UCLA. Can't deny it. Like you said, they don't, they are the ones on top of the pack. So not UCLA, and UCLA's the ranked team. Yeah, exactly. Arizona State is on top. This is the mysterious spot right there. It's just, it's just funny. How the the ranked team is not on top, but the unranked team is just right above the ranked team. I think that's why some people say that the rankings in college football are quote rigged. I mean, it's arguable, but <laughs> the, the the rankings really do tell a story. But sometimes these standings tell a different story, and they they conflict, and that causes problems. All oh, this game is really, ladies and gentlemen. Who wants to play Oregon? Ain't who, who, who wants to play Oregon? <laughs> who wants to play Oregon? Do 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 we see Washington State beating Oregon for the for the North? No. Do we see Cal beating Oregon for the North? Nope. Stanford? Absolutely not. <laughs> Washington, who got ran through by Michigan on a primetime game on ABC? Absolutely not. And then you have Oregon State, the Civil War. That might be your only team that can knock off Oregon. Oregon State just beat USC, but, you know, USC really isn't good. Yeah, we found out thanks to Stanford. They were front runners <laughs> until oh, yeah. Stanford walked in there and got Clay Hilton fired for dropping 42 points on him. Might have been 48. I mean, it, it, it was embarrassing fashion, so, you know, either way. Either way, USC got humiliated. I mean, that was enough for them to decide. All right, well, we got to move in the right. We got to move in a new direction. So we're gonna go ahead and fire you. So pretty much, who wants to play Oregon for the Pac-12? That's what this is. Even though we're going into this in October, and we're not gonna have a Pac-12 championship until what December. But this game is like, who who wants to play Oregon more? That's all it is. Ain't nobody stopping Oregon from winning the North. I don't even think none of them are gonna stop Oregon from winning the Pac-12. Period. And that's the Pat only chance right now is Oregon. I mean, Oregon really, yeah, Oregon State can challenge them, and we'll see them in that Civil War. But yeah, I think you know Oregon is is pretty freaking good. So, there you go. I believe we cover everything we need to cover. Is there any other games that you're looking forward to 
Well, I think that's a good that's that's a pretty damn good slate right though of games to watch. Well, there's Auburn and LSU, but you know, LSU is unranked. Auburn and LSU, we talking all uh, we talk talk about rivalries here. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Tiger rivalry, that's what I like to call it. Yeah, that is the Tiger rivalry. <laughs> is it at Death Valley or is it at the plane? It's gonna be at Death Valley. It is at uh, Death Valley. Auburn, Auburn of the visitors. What time is that game? That game is actually at eight o'clock. Oh Lord. Death Valley at night. <laughs> Let's see if, if LSU is still LSU. And Bearman, you know this. If they still LSU, we should know what's gonna happen at night at Death Valley. Let me answer it like this, Mr. Playmaker. If LSU is still LSU, Auburn will be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Coach Ogerwan, I don't know. Because uh, I still believe, even though they got past Georgia State, luckily, I mean the Auburn Tigers, I think they might take out some frustration on the Tigers with LSU. It's just me. And Auburn is still obviously frustrated because, you know, that loss to Penn State and, you know, and, Aub- and Auburn really did challenge. So they should have handed it. They should have handed it when they played Georgia State. I think I think Clemson needs that more than uh, LSU right now. It's just so weird. I mean, it's it's bad enough, you know. LSU's now gone down to this. Now Clemson. I mean, we're seeing some changes in the powerhouses of college football. It's funny how both their values are not doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> exactly. All right. Go go figure. Go yeah, figure. Go figure. The best way to best way to describe the situation, my friend. Go figure. That's all we got for you. So get ready. Because when October gets here, oh, even though Bearman said the fun the games are over, and I respect him for that, but the fun is just beginning because we're going to see who are the real contenders and who are the pretenders from this point forward. Well, the fun starts for us. I'm talking about for those teams. The fun and games are over. It's now time to be serious. So, who is the best of the best? Because we're in October. It's conference play now. Mm-hmm. And we know when it comes to conference play, you're going to get some upsets. We already got upsets, but we're going to get some more upsets. There's going to be a team that's going to walk into a stadium, and they're going to look at the other team, and say, you know what? We're going to beat y'all, and we're going to mess everything y'all got. One loss. One loss, and your trip to the main event, Final Four. Kiss it goodbye, my friend. Ask Clemson. Ask Clemson, yes. So with that being said, for this edition of College Football Talk for Arch Riders Football, that's the Bearman of Texas. I am Don the Pepmaker Salad. Y'all will catch them. We'll catch Bearman and Ricky tomorrow when they cover the NFL. That's right. I will be back next week to do some more college football, and we'll see if I can squeeze in a foot some NFL talking here somewhat. Somewhere. If not, catch me Thursday for Ramley Talk. And trust me, I will be recapping what the Rams did to the defending Super Bowl champions. Gracious, but that was test number one. Test number two is up next. So, with that being said, Bear Man, Playmaker, Ricky in the background, producing for our drivers, we out of here. Deuces. Peace out. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media.
Need merchandise? Check out paintrainpipebomb.threadless.com for quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football, and we'll catch you on the flip side.